Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of, well, we don't have a name yet. We're, we're going to pick that right now for this show. Uh, this is a show where we talk about movies, uh, nostalgic movies, uh, really any movies we feel like talking about. Um, by the way, my name is uh, Mole. You'll see me on a lot of these uh, podcasts here. Uh, Mole and Friends Get Random, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's going on in the world of wrestling and uh uh, you know, Convo Kai with my uh, good friend Eleanor Wrestling, uh, where we talk about Cobra Kai and uh, all things Karate Kid. Uh, but today, I have a very, very special co-host for these new podcasts. And, uh, well, you might have seen him in a couple movies uh, here and there, maybe, you know, uh, a little documentary uh, called Wolfman's Got Nards. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and all-time point guard extreme, Andre Gower. How are you, my friend? Uh, that's uh, not better now with that intro. I'll take it. I'll all right. Take it. All right. All right. Point guard, point guard extreme. Yes, okay. yes, yes. You are, you the extremist point guard. I know. How's that? <laughs> so like I said today, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the movie stand by me. Um, and, and honestly, I think, uh, I'm going to, we're going to ask questions, but first we got to pick a name for this show. And I ran a little contest on, uh, Twitter and social media, like, um, for suggestions for the name. And then, you know, I said that whoever's title we pick for the show, I would give a special prize. And that prize was a factory-sealed Harley Quinn's Little Black Book DC comic. I don't know if you can see that with the camera because it's a little dark. But uh, there it is. How's that? That's the one. So this is factory-sealed. Yeah. Oh, in the bag and everything, sir. It's currently at a $15 value. Uh, that's uh, at least triple the face value uh, you know, of the comic when it came out. And it's going on the rise because it is a collector's item. They only made a certain amount of them. And, uh, well, you know, they, they, you, you just can't beat it because I love Harley Quinn. And uh, Nikki Sombrero is so jealous, my cousin, because she is not getting this unless we pick her name uh, you know, for the title because she did make a couple suggestions. So uh, I, uh, I, got, I got her chomping at the bit. For us to make a decision, my friend, and uh, I think we should uh, go through this list uh, and, and and talk about it because <laughs> there's there's sure. some, there's a yes. few here. Uh, so we went through and we picked out the top ten best ones um, that I felt anyway, and uh, I got a couple other people to put their input in on. And uh, Mr. Gower here and I are going to go through, and we will pick the best one. And that'll be the name of the show, and I'll be giving this comic out to whomever is the winner. So, um, of these names, would you like to read the list, Mon Frere? Sure. Okay. Uh, and this is in no particular order. No particular um, order. It starts off with Cinnabums. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> uh, picturing Past Pictures. Real Collection, R-E-E-L. The Popcorn Chronicles. Digging Blindly, Celluloid Zeros, mm. clever, clever. Uh, Mind Reel, Still don't see it. Memory Lane Drive-In, Classic. Stuck at the Cinema, okay. and Those Old Movie Guys, <laughs> uh, which I, you know, of these ten, um, I, I picked a top three. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Uh, you want my top three? Okay, I, my I top, top three. three. My top three was Cinnabums. Oh, okay. Cinnabums. The Popcorn Chronicles. Oh, that's a good one. And those old movie guys. 
I, because yes. and if we're gonna discuss each one, yes, yes, uh, we can. So I don't know, you know, what's the next step here? Let's yes, say. we can, we can, we can. Um, right now, actually, we are on the same page because I, I was literally picking the Cinnabons, uh, or the Cinnabums, Cinnabons. I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> the Popcorn Chronicles again, making me hungry. And uh, I do like those old movie guys. I was gonna choose um, uh, uh, Mind Reel, but. I like those old movie guys that much, a little bit better. So we can talk about those three. What what, what made you uh, want to choose these here? Uh, well, anytime you get to call someone a bum, it's always good. Um, and you know, putting a little uh, cinema in front of there, so it you know it kind of goes with cinema, yep. cinnabums. Yep. It goes with cinnabin buns, Just... of course. <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. It uh, that that title for a show. Um, has a mouthfeel. Yes. Um, uh, the Popcorn Chronicles I like because if the discussion is going to be in the past and we're sort of chronicling mm. certain films or chronicling a uh, theory of these films or the impact of these films that they've had on people uh, and the hosts or the guests. Um, and, you know, Popcorn, it's movies. Um, although, hmm. if I had a negative with the Popcorn Chronicles... yes. Do I like popcorn? I absolutely love popcorn. Mm. Do I like people eating popcorn around me? Not one bit. Really? Yes. Okay. So it's a it's a little bit of personal uh, aggravation trigger there. Okay. Uh, but I it's not about me. <laughs> it's not, is, nothing nothing is about me. And now you know I'm trying to be very yoga and very uh, open minded in my in my old age. Okay. Um, and speaking of old age, that brings me to. I think what may be the one that Segway. we're kind of circling around is those old movie guys. Yes. Because it depends on the delivery of it or the inflection of what you're actually meaning. That's true. <laughs> it can be those old movie guys or those old movie guys. Right, right. It all depends on how you say it. And uh, I am kind of sorry. I, you know what? I kind of got a favorite here, and uh, you, you, you might not uh, – it might not be your top, but I think those old movie guys might be the one because uh, yeah. uh, I, 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 it kind of <laughs> – well, I'm old, and, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, fair to say that uh, you're, you're just as old, if not a little bit older than me, not not much. Yes, uh, yes, I, yes I, I think we're aware of that. Thank yes. you. And um, <laughs> this also has no food. Yes, yes <laughs> so there, has, I, I do not have popcorn – I can't. I can't send you Cinnabons. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it has no mouth feel, no but mouth uh, feel. I, I think those old movie guys or those old movie guys, guys. Um, <laughs> is um, uh, it works. I think. I think it works. I think I, it's good. I think it works too. So uh, I think. Okay. I think that's the one we're going with. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are now those old movie guys, and uh, I am going to give this lovely Harley Quinn comic book here to the winner and uh seeing as how i forgot to write down the winner's name offhand uh you're, you're going to be getting a twitter message right after uh i'm done filming this and uh i will tag andre in it and uh make sure that uh, we give, give you a nice little message you know in saying thank you for uh donating this uh nice title for us <laughs> it's a good pick it was a good pick uh a whether pick. uh whether the uh, creator of that title knew it meant two things or more or not. It doesn't matter. We figured it out. And um, uh, I think it's like a little uh, treasure inside. Yes, so it's yes. good. It's definitely good. So now on to the main event. 
<laughs> oh, that, that wasn't it. I thought we were done. I oh, thought, I thought was... we were done. That was it. No, no. All right. Uh, see you next week, okay. everybody. Okay. No, see you next week. All right. Um, today, I mentioned that we're going to talk about uh, uh, a nice uh, classic movie based on a novella, quote unquote, by a little little known writer. Nobody's ever heard of him called Stephen King. I, I've, I've never, uh, you know him? I don't know if you've never heard of Stephen King. I, I have heard of his things. I hear he, I hear he's good. I hear he's um, quite prolific and ah. um, and, um, and and tells good bedtime stories. <laughs> That's okay. I, I believe he told one about a clown one time. It was um, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this this movie uh, is called Stand by Me, and uh, it stars a couple little famous people: uh, Will Wheaton, uh, River Phoenix, uh, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell. Uh, uh, little chubby Jerry O'Connell uh, before he became all buff and like the handsomest man on the planet. Don't know how that happened. Like he, he was <laughs> out of those four. Fern, Fern came out to be the 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 the, the guy. You know, besides River. Uh, well, I, I yes, pu- uh, pu- puberty hit River and Jerry uh, well. Yes, very well. Um, and the others, I think, it hit awkward. <laughs> Uh, which can happen. Uh, I'm friends with all of them. I grew up with all four of those guys, uh, and I love all of them to death. Uh, and I think, um, but yeah, no, Jerry. Like, I mean, hey man, like, good on you. Like, I'm jealous. Right? I've been jealous, you know, for a while. Um, and he's tall. Like, yeah. he's tall. He's taller like, than all those other. Tall. Uh, like, Will's Will's fairly tall, but um, Jer- Jerry's yeah, Jerry's Frankenstein tall, which is why he played Herman Munster. Uh, uh, by the way, people, if you did not know, in a in a very short lived pilot called uh, Mockingbird Lane, very good pilot. I don't know why they didn't keep that going. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, to it's easy to look back on um, on on people that are adults now and 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 kind of clown them if we will, or yeah. and kind of poke fun yeah. at how how we all looked when we were kids. But you know what, we all looked different and some look dorky and some look great and sometimes it flip-flops and sometimes it doesn't and um other times people are uh uh, you know blessed more ways than one and uh uh it it seems to work out i think everybody uh, i think everybody uh is is okay there yeah uh, i've been uh, fat and dorky since a child and uh, i'm never gonna change so i think that's uh now um my main main question, uh, uh, and I wanted to ask you this for a while uh, since we started talking about doing this. Um, you did you have any? Uh, did you want to like audition for this at all? Did you even go for this? Like, did you know anything about this movie? Did you like when it was happening? Um, uh, indeed, very much. Um, you know, of course, back in this day, um, you know, when you're in a certain age range and. Uh, you know, this is what mid eighties mm. and, uh, you know, there's only so many kids, you know, in the industry right. at, at the time. Uh, it's a small number. It's a, it, it's a bigger number now just cause there's more stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at that time, you know, I always kind of, um, I, I kind of, I have to kind of categorize things and put them in channels and see them, you know, with my kind of the way my brain works. And I, I came up with that, uh, you know, at any given time, uh, at that in those and especially in that epic uh about 20 percent of the kids in the business do about 80 percent of the work mm-hmm. so that you know that's kind of kind of top you know it's kind of top loaded with you know your top kids right and, uh you know that's kind of understandable if you step back and think about that um you know uh you know 20 percent of the players in the nba score 80 percent of the points you know it's, it's, it's something like that too yeah, so yeah. 
Uh, I, I do feel fortunate enough that I was in that 20% because uh, I worked quite a bit as a kid. Mm. Uh, and, and what that means is that you are reading for everything. Right, right. Whether you're auditioning or you're getting called in straight to screen test or you're getting offered roles, you know, just off the phone call, which, yeah. uh, you know, which happens. Uh, to specifically about Stand By Me, yes. Um, you know, auditioned, screen tested, right. uh, got pretty far deep in the process. Really? Uh, remember it well, and uh, boy, when the movie came out, um, th- this is this is one of the things on my list that uh, you know you get you know pretty far in the process or close to uh, getting and not doing. We right. all have those stories. Right, right. Um, we all have those examples. Uh, this this is at the top of my list. Oh, um, I would have loved to have been associated with this movie uh, in this movie, um, and could I have been in this movie? Sure. Do I know why I'm not in this movie? Yes. Okay. The role that the role I was reading for uh, was Teddy Duchamp. Oh, okay. Uh, and 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 Feldman, you know, has a thing. Right. And I think uh, all four of these kids are uh, spot on, perfect for right. who they are and what they're supposed to be. Um, whether you know they've been around for a while or they're new or uh, or, or what have you. Right. Um, could I have played Teddy Duchamp? Sure. Would I have tried to do it well? No doubt. Uh, but I think, um, you know, despite everything else, I mean, it's a whole other four-hour conversation if you right, want to right. talk about Corey Feldman in the last 20 years. <laughs> uh, Corey Feldman in the first 20 years um, is a whole different story. Right. And uh, I thought everybody was excellent in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I have nothing but respect for everybody who was in this movie. Um, like, even now, after, you know, a few of them with their tumultuous, you know, they're growing up phases, we'll call it. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. 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 I'm not here to bash anybody because I like everybody <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> but uh, no, the um, I think I, I couldn't picture really anybody other than the kids, you know, that they got in this in this movie as the cast. Honestly, after watching it, um, like Will Wheaton was so innocent. You know what I mean? Like he had that look, like he was just he was it. He was Gordy. Like he was. Gordy, like the, who Stephen King was writing about in, you know, the the body. That's who basically Will Wheaton. I I, I don't see them. I, I couldn't see them casting anybody else really in that role. Um, River, and, you know, when people when people say that, that means they did it right. Right. You know, if you if you can't envision someone else that you would have rather seen or you even like to have seen what they have done, yeah. Uh, then it was it was it was right on. Yeah, because uh, Wheaton gets a lot of flack. Uh, you know, main for you know what I mean because he's like the he wasn't the most famous in the in, out of the, the the four. Like, he yeah, but River was just starting out was, too. I mean, River was. had worked, but uh, you know, he was uh, you know a but year there or so was, older but, than. Him. But there was also something about River when he first like like dropped. Everybody kind of was like, he's going to be the guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I and that happens. He, I mean, we know? have that before River. We yeah. have that during River. We have that right. after River. Right. Um, and you know, you have that. You have that in all aspects of, uh, you know, kind of performance, whether it's music yeah. or film or, um, uh, or uh, you know, even sports. Right. You know, people are like this. This this person has it. You know, this person yeah. has whatever you're supposed to have here. He, and he's got it. Right. I tell you, River did. I mean, he had a he had a deep connection with a you know whatever he was doing and um, had his own style. Um, but I don't know why anybody. I mean, I understand why people would clown someone. I've been clowned about stuff that I've done, but. Uh, Will was exactly Gordy. I mean, it's exactly yeah. what you're supposed to do there, right? Um, 
I, I and, and same with re- same with Feldman and and same same with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I I never really got the hate on um you know Will though. I mean, Star Trek Next Generation was always one of my favorite shows, and like he nailed Wesley Crusher, like <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I, yeah. people people got like I, I, they I think they just pick on him to to pick on him really because it's it's you know and that happens and p- people do that for more than one different reason. Yeah. Uh, you know it's interesting. It, you know in the original. Uh, I used to go, I was shooting a show at the same time on the Paramount lot that uh, Next Generation was starting out. And I would ride my bike over uh, to Will's stage and, you know, kind of hang out a little right. bit and, and dink around. And I remember meeting Patrick Stewart in the makeup trailer. Um, and this, you know, the show hadn't aired yeah. yet. And uh, I walked on the set and was on the bridge of that Enterprise, uh, <laughs> you know, way before. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a Star Trek show. <laughs> you know, because all we had was... The original series right. and then then a hand you know a few of the movies yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and, you know not all of the movies and um i think maybe we had had the way um uh the journey home what was the last one right before i don't remember oh, like was, uh, did that even come out then i don't think it came uh, out yet no i think that was uh, the whales yeah, yeah, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know so it was very interesting to be on there but we also if you have inside information about uh, you know, during the development process of TNG, um, they they had another uh, thought of how to go with Wesley Crusher, and right. they were they were thinking about going uh, not the super intellectual, intelligent, nerdy okay. um, kid. Right. Uh, they were thinking about going with sort of the cool kind of punk rocker rebel kid to be oh. on the ship, okay. but was also smart. And so that could, you know, kind of have some sort of, you know, character right. development and play, you know, with being on the ship as a, a youngster, okay. but also sort of being a little rebellious. Right. And um, our friend Ryan Lambert, who played Rudy in Monster Squad, mm-hmm. uh, was that cho- was that choice. Really, I see that's and something I so did not he know. Was, he uh, he he costumed and and wardrobe tested in the like the zip up suit and yeah. you know on the bridge and had to take photos there you know and then they decided to you know and that's what happens when you're developing a new show and a new concept you wow. you get more than one choice and then you know somebody or a committee makes a decision and uh, uh, you know they went you know they went the other way but uh, it, that that would have been an interesting take that would have been a definitely interesting take all right so now let's yeah. get back to the movie at hand here. Uh, you know, yes. I, I tend to ramble a lot, so if you know, oh, we get yes. off shot, just be like, "Yo, dude, we're talking about this." So, <laughs> uh, uh, now the plot of uh, "Stand by Me" for people who don't know is uh, four kids, uh, four very good friends. Um, they overhear um, one of their friends' brothers talking about they found a dead body uh, of a kid who got hit by the train. Um, now, they uh, make a point to go and find this dead body and uh i guess get famous really before you know i guess that's what they were kind of after you know what i mean like to, to get their name known uh to, for finding a dead body you know they'd be heroes or whatever i guess and uh they uh <sighs> shenanigans ensues uh they they get into it with uh a guy named uh uh, uh ace <laughs> <laughs> Played of by course. played by a man uh, named Keeper Sutherland, who uh, scared the crap out of me as a child um, in Lost Boys. Uh, he was very, very, um, uh, very, very, very mean, uh, and he plays a habit habit of playing mean characters. Uh, yeah, so uh, this this one wasn't um, well. He he wasn't the nicest either. Uh, 
he 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 had a habit of uh, beating up on little kids apparently, um, and you know, and causing trouble as one would in the '60s, uh, uh, as it were, as when this took place. And uh, well, a couple key points here is uh, they the movie is basically just about coming of age and uh, basically growing up in uh, over a period of one summer. You know what I mean, like um, mentally and. Uh, their friendship grows. They it, it basically follows the story of Gordy um, and it, it, how he's been shunned by his parents because his older brother passed away, right? And uh, I'm trying to remember everything beat for beat here. Um, but, uh, and and I think, wasn't one of the lines, was it sh- should have been you or was that an it? <laughs> I can't remember it, yeah, now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you know, that always has, it should have been you, um, you know, wrong, wrong kid died, you know, yeah. from, Dewey, from Dewey Cox, you know, making fun of the Johnny Cash story. Right. Um, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think that's what resonates with, I think Stand By Me is a good movie for anybody to watch it, but yeah. uh, for young uh, boys of, you know, 10 to maybe 14 that, right. you know, are going to, that have a group of friends or are coming of age. Uh, I don't. I think the archetypes and the and the themes of this uh, story uh, carry on whatever generation you're in. Right. Uh, you know, I saw it in the '80s. Uh, we were in the '80s, so yes. we had this. You know, nostalgia is about a 30-year seasoning, and so we had this nostalgia for the '50s and early '60s. Right. Um, and I was big into that. I loved the. You know, this. You know, we had. Uh, uh, Stand by me. We had Dirty Dancing. You yeah. know, we had a whole bunch of things that. Uh, you know, almost even starting a little before we had Greece, but that was you know ten, almost ten years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that sort of started off, you know, kind of that romanticism of the fifties, and um, you know, the kids, you know, in 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 any town USA. This just happens to be Castle Rock, right? Right. And uh, but that is any town USA. It's just Stephen yeah, King's it, it, USA. Stephen, Stephen King's, King's everything USA. Yeah, man. That's and, his, that's his main. So <laughs> and. But the connection of kids, and I think the whole movie, the adventure, it's about growing up. You right. said finding your, who you are, who your friends are, who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Right. Um, you know, at some point in time, if you make it past 13, mm. uh, at some point in your time, you can look back and go, I think maybe that summer or that holiday is when I found out a little bit more about myself. Right. Uh, or when I stepped up and became who I was for a while, and then I improved on that, or I went away from it completely. Yeah. And it takes almost uh, the entire movie to get to the whole point of it with the VO, uh, you know, because the whole thing's narrated by Richard Dreyfus, right? Who is, you know, Gordy grown up, yes. And which I thought was the only thing that didn't match a little bit, <laughs> I guess, you know, with, with visuals. But uh, you know, it, that's fine, right? Uh, Dre- Dreyfus is is it's really weird. Richard Dreyfus is in a handful of my all time favorite <laughs> movies, and I don't know how that works out. Yeah. Um, but he, he has this quality, I guess, and his voice is great VO. But my point is, you you almost have to get to the entire through the entire movie to get to the last line of the VO where he's typing. He's actually writing a book, right? right. He's an author, and it says, you know, uh, you know, oh, we never had, you know, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. It's like you, know, you you never had friends again, like you know you did when you were 13. You know, God, did we ever or anything like it's something like that. And right. You realize that those are the relationships that shape you. And you base all your other relationships off a certain time in your life. Right. And Gordy's happened to have been that summer. And he realized that he got out from under the shadow of his brother. He realized that his parents, you know, were shitty to him. Right. Uh, but they were grieving. Um, 
but he needed support too. He was grieving as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, River's character um, is the one that doesn't have any opportunity, but makes something of himself, and then it's tragically tra- doesn't make it. End, He's yeah. the one person that should make it. Right. Uh, you know, of course, Vern never leaves Castle Rock. He ends up being like what a teacher or yeah, something, yeah. Or, a, or working at the the sawmill. Right. Right. And um, now there's there's a big difference between the the, the novella and the and the ending of the movie too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk yeah, about well, that. We're talking about, we're talking yeah, about the, talking yeah, movie. Yeah, we're talking about the movie. I just wa- about I just wanted to may- let people know if you ever plan on reading the book, don't go into it like you're 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 watching the movie. Just That's right. Yeah, so you know, delete delete your delete your yeah, memory bank. Exactly. But you know, and I think that and I think that's important. And um, I, I think every character uh, in that movie, including the old guy in the junkyard, is an archetype for something. Yeah. Um, even Ray Brower, the kid who dies, is yeah. uh, uh, you know is, is is an archetype. And um, he's the whole subject of the thing. He's the Magu- is he the MacGuffin? No, we, right. we see him. Like we actually see him. Yeah. Uh, so he's not a MacGuffin. He's a real thing. Uh, he's the impetus to the whole story. It's it, it it's an adventure. Yeah, it's a finding yourself adventure. Exactly. Uh, but it's also a literal, figurative adventure. They almost get killed by a train. That's they right. almost get killed by a train. Right. There's they get you know stories sucked on by leeches and, and, and bad and, spots. And, and, the, and, the, and the bully <laughs> and the bullies uh, are you know always antagonizing them. And right. I think even every single one of Ace's crew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's an archetype, and that happens a lot in Stephen King stories. Like everybody is an act. There's a they are an archetype that will connect with you in some way. It's very Carl Jungian almost. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know Ace is obviously that guy. Um, he he represents you know who not to be. Uh, you know, <laughs> but you're always going to run into those assholes your entire life. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's the Biff Tannen. You know, it's the Biff. You know, it's the Biff character from Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, it's the EJ from Monster Squad. You know, it's, right, it's, right. it's all the same guy. Yeah. But even like the 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 sidekicks and the the coat hangers and the and 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 the, and the kids that just kind of always follow the kid. They all they all need something to. Everybody needs something to belong to. Right. And and, each and of... you either get to be the kids that play. You know. Gin rummy in your treehouse, or right. the ones that destroy people's mailboxes. Right, and uh, each of those kids, you know, had a, a, a something that every kid could like look up to. You know what I mean? Like or or identify with. Uh, you sure. know, there was always you know there was Vern. He was the the awkward you know overweight kid who you know he liked Pez a little bit way too much. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. he was you know uh, kind of naive. You know, and then you had the uh, the the the. The, the the Gordy character who is like the the artsy kid you know the the intellectual he wants to be a writer you know and uh, he comes up with these creative ass stories um, which by the way the lard ass story but got me when I seen that and that <laughs> that poor uh, all right the, if people don't know I'm I'm gonna spoil it because if you haven't seen this movie uh, there's something wrong with you um, by now like anyway. Uh, there's a, Gordy and and the the boys are sitting around a you know campfire at night on their adventure, and Gordy starts telling them a story about this kid named Lardass, right? And uh, Lardass was his whole thing was there was this this, this big old pie eating contest, and uh, um, he got he was messed with by everybody in the town, like everybody was Lardass, you know they would they they would just mess with him to no end. So his way of getting back at these people was before this pie-eating contest happens, he downs a freaking, like, gallon look like a castor oil or olive oil or whatever it was. 
and then starts housing all these pies and housing and all of a sudden his stomach starts to rumble and you hear it like you see it the kid this poor kid's face like he's going crazy all of a sudden he all across the champion next to him which causes a chain reaction of vomit all over the place Oh God! It, it 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 grossed me out real bad when I was a kid. Like when I first seen, it, I was like, "Oh, this is horrible, horrible." And then I kept thinking, like, how bad that I felt for the boy, you know, for for <laughs> for Lardes and how everybody deserved it, but it was still disgusting. Like so, uh, you know. And then so, Gordy had this thing about telling stories with morals, you know, like morality tales, like you know, um, and and that one was a, a very good moral. Don't mess with, you know, the the. Don't mess with people, period. You know, unless you're, you're going to get a, a comeuppance in some way, shape, or form, and it's probably going to end up getting thrown up all over. Like, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no one, no one wants to get uh, group vomited yeah. on by the benevolent order of elk. Exactly. Uh, you know that were in the stands there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and that's one of it, it, it's crazy because when I first saw that movie, that was like my least favorite part of the movie. Oh. But then you understand what the story is, like, because right. I realized that the story is can't. It looks campy, it looks different, but it's it, it's not real. It's 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 an imaginary tale that right. he's telling over a campfire, right? And you're supposed to transport into this other time, even though it was a current story. It wasn't right. like he went okay in 1855. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He, you know, he it was a current tale of which which actually works even better and. Um, you know what was even funny is even the the uh, overweight women in the crowd make fun of Lardass. Yeah, and I was like, this is okay. This is very this is this is very what humans do. <laughs> like right. humans suck. Yeah, like they, humans humans suck. They just and, they just uh, pick somebody they, and they, they they need to get thrown up on every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I was saying, and each of these kids had like, um, you know, a good a quality that uh, somebody could identify with as a child. Like, you know, Chris Chambers was that cool kid, you know, but like he was always put down by the town. You know, everybody in there because of who his family was. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, you know, yeah. he's that he's that he Chambers kid. Yeah, he's that Chambers he kid. Trash. trash. He's the trashy kid. You know, yeah. and I had friends. You know, that people's they, they look down on their families and stuff like that too, and all that. I'm like, for no reason, you know, and it's other than that's you know the the people that they deemed weren't as good as them you know um you know for they live in a trailer or something or you know they live in that that older part of town that nobody really goes to um and you know and then there's there there's there's uh uh teddy you know teddy duchamp uh who who was um abused right he he was an abused child um and he put up a, a big strong front basically you know like he's like he's all tough and you know but he ends up breaking down a little bit too, along with, uh, you know, Chris Chambers, you know, they both have their moments where they break down and, you know, uh, uh, kind of, uh, a therapy session, if you will, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they start talking not to each other at that point, but like, they're all basically getting out how they, um, they're, they, they feel their, their, their issues and they're just letting everything vent. And, you know, it's a bonding moment between all the, the, the audience and the, the, the kids there. Like you feel for these kids with the stories they tell about, uh, uh, you know, Teddy in his ear. Remember, uh, you know what I mean? The, the, the part, what was it? His father or. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's the whole point with Teddy is that, you know, his, the biggest hero in his world is his abuser. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, uh, uh, male or female with, you know, with abuse, physical abuse and or emotional abuse. 
um, you're you're abnormally you know obsessed with you know you know the person that's actually causing you harm, um, and I think that's a whole other you know conversation with right, a lot right. of people. But in Teddy's case, you know, all he wanted to do. Uh, you know, he idolized his father because uh, he was a war hero, right. or in his mind, he was a war hero. He right. stormed the beach at Normandy. This is, you know, this is the, you know, these kids are in the late fifties, early sixties. Oh, yeah. World War Two ended not that long ago. Right. I mean, it was <laughs> at that time in the story, World War Two ended less than a decade, <laughs> like maybe less it... than a decade. Ago. And yeah. look, we just had September eleventh, the twenty first <laughs> anniversary of right. it. So this is this is over twice as long as you know anything that we can think of is something heroic, right? Um, uh, you know that that happened to us personally, uh, or maybe it maybe happened to us personally, and yet his dad probably because of his experiences right. fighting in that war are the reasons he came home and was an abusive person, right? Uh, you know because this that's you know the 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 toll of war takes on someone's psyche or their mind. You know maybe he was a you know, that person prior, but, right. uh, you know, it didn't matter to Teddy yeah. and he, that's all he wanted to do. He just wanted to join the army and be like his dad. And, and maybe someone would, would think of something, right. Uh, you know, nice of him one day. That's all he wanted to do. Right. And his dad earned his ear off by putting it on the stove. Yeah. And yet Teddy would still fight you if you talk shit about his dad. Yes. he would. Um, and I think that's a whole other story i mean all these kids have these amazing background stories that you get in depth right uh that you want do you need to learn more do you want to learn more or do you know everything about them just enough to make them affect you right and uh you know unfortunately you know spoiler but uh you know in in the wrap-up in the vo um and he doesn't they don't let him in because of his eyesight and his ear Here, <laughs> you, yeah. know, it's, uh, you know it's and uh you know it's it's um it's tragic and, yeah but it's very it's very human it's a very human interest tale with all these with all these people right and it uh, also has a, a a very um sad ending um but like it, it, they find the body you know on their adventure and eventually um and the gang you know ace and his boys show up as well they uh uh you know they 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 want to collect the body or do whatever at that point and um you know Gordy has his you know uh, the pistol that uh, um who uh, whose pistol was father or whose father's pistol was it uh, Chris brought Chris that. Chris brought that that's right yeah. um and he uh you know he aimed it at uh, them dime store hoods and uh, you know told him if he doesn't get basically get the fuck out of there he's gonna shoot him in the face. All that good stuff, and uh, nobody's claiming the body. They're leaving that there. They had to just. They made a decision. They're they're not even gonna claim it. You know, they they're just gonna. You know, uh, I guess somebody's gonna make an anonymous call, and boom, there it is. You know, they're gonna find the body. Uh, basically, the, the the bad guys turn around. They they threatening to get them. Um, again, difference from the book. In the book, the bad guys beat the shit out of them at the end anyway, and you know all this blah blah blah. But don't go by that because uh, they—I don't think they even said anything about it. And uh, after that, I think they just left. Like that was it, right? Like I don't think they even expanded on that afterwards. Um, if they even had any repercussions when they got back to town with the the, the hoodlums. Um, but uh, basically, the 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 sad part is uh, he's Gordy, older Gordy is is you know recapping tell you know uh, what happened after everything. You know, everybody grew up a little bit. Uh, you know, Gordy became a writer, of course. 
Um, and like you said before, Vern never left. Uh, he stayed there. Um, Teddy got, uh, you know, uh, turned down for the military. Uh, Chris Chambers was trying to be a hero. He was waiting in line at a restaurant, right? It was at a restaurant, and uh, I guess uh, he was uh, somebody tried to rob it, and he tried to stop him or something, and he got shot or stabbed or stabbed. It was yep. stabbed. He got, got stabbed in the neck. Yes, yeah, stabbed in the neck and died right there. Uh, oh, like, why did, did he? Why did he have to die like that? Like, do you do you, do, do you understand like any? Or do you have any insight on why maybe like you think? Stephen King. Well, I think like that's I think like that's that. the uh, well, because Stephen King likes to twist your guts inside that's out, very you know, true. with I can't you know, even, yeah, with, yeah. with very with very many things, um, no matter what his you know stories yeah. are. But I mean, like, even your in the guts movie, are literally getting run out, or true. you know, you're, you're twisting them yourself. And, I mean, I mean, in the movie, they left they left the other two alive, and in the book, they died, you know, respectively in a car accident, and uh, you know, some other way I can't remember, but. Um, if they let those two live, why they have to uh, like do Chris that bad? <laughs> well, that's the that's the that's the gut punch. That's yeah, the um, you know that's the that's the thing that lands because uh, he's your hero. Yeah. And when you lose your hero, um, it sucks. Right. And you know what really happens with Gordy in his whole life? He only has uh, really you know one great friend. Right. Uh, he lost his hero was his brother who died early. Yeah. So he lost his first hero. His his dad was not a hero to him. He didn't have a Teddy Duchamp right. dad, or I mean, he had a emotionally distant yeah. dad. But yeah. uh, you know, Chris Chambers was that beacon and the, his rock and his backup, and you know, it was it was it was his savior, right? And that uh, you know gave him the confidence and and support and when no one else would support him, Chris supported him. He didn't clown him. He said, "Man, you're a good writer. You should be a writer. You should do that. Don't listen to what anybody else says." So that's a message for everybody, and Chris is just the, the the vehicle of that. You know, to end to end him tragically is you know that's just a storytelling technique that gut punches you. Uh, but you know, just prior to that, you know, it's a you know when the, when the assholes get their comeuppance, and you know there's a great line, and you know he's holding him off with the the you know the forty five, and mm-hmm. he says, "What are you going to do? Shoot us all?" And Gordy says, "No, Ace, nice. just you." <laughs> it's a great line. Great. And that's really a step up of when you become who you're going to be. And you realize that usually bullies are a facade and yeah. they will go away. Uh, you take their power away from them and, and, and they become different. Um, I am not condoning going up and just straight, you know, <laughs> mouth, you know, mouthing off to, you know, you know, your local bully or anything, right, right. but uh, no matter what age you are, you, you never know. But right. uh, that was a situation that was, uh, you know, that's a, a fight or flight, a do or die situation in the movie. Gordy, Gordy steps up yeah. and old, old Gordy would not have done that. No, no. Um, and uh, he did. And he saved his friends. Right. And um, that's what it's all about. But to kill Chris at the end, you know, actually, and then he succeeds. He gets out of the right. trashy he, neighborhood. Yeah. He becomes a lawyer. You know, he becomes an he becomes an attorney. I yeah, think, they and, were like he was on know, such he's a successful good and and they were still friends. Yeah, and and they were just like, you know what, you guys can't have nice things. Sorry, we're, we're gonna just kill off right. Chris. You can't have you can't have it. You can't have nice things. And you know, but what that does is, uh, I think, as a writer writing something like that, and then other writers writing the ending for Chris, um, you know, writers need pain. 
and um, and I guess it made more so sense. We're tapping, we're tapping into that a little bit to where, um, you know, what would Gordy's life be? You know, he ends up with the idyllic life. He's got a right. nice house. He's he's obviously successful. He's he's got a DOS computer for crying <laughs> right, out loud. Right, right. And um, and and two and two kids and a station wagon. So it's or a G or an old Jeep wagon. Yeah, it was a Jeep wagon here. Yes, it so was. So it's um. It, it's everything in there that you know that that you visualize and and you think and I I don't know where there in in the movie I right. don't know where there are weak spots of a story, and it also depends on when you know very much like people because I can't relate to Monster Squad fans saying right. you don't understand what this movie meant to me. It's when I saw it, it. You know, I was you, or I wanted to be. I was Horace. I wanted to be Rudy. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. It, it, sort of the same thing. You know, with the group of kids. Right. And uh, uh, I don't have that because I was making Monster Squad. Like I was in Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't get. A, I didn't get impacted by that story. I got impacted by things like Stand by Me. Right. Um. You know, there are. Uh, everybody always asks, like, what are your, uh, what's your favorite kids' adventure movie of the '80s? Because there was a lot of them. There right? were, oh God, way and, too many. Uh, we're probably going to talk I, about I, a few of them. <laughs> yeah, sure, and uh, that's fine. And I always go, well, it's not the Monster Squad because I won't vote for ourselves. Right, you can, right. You can like that or not. And um, they're very surprised at my at my main answer uh, because uh, my my second favorite kids. I mean, they're, they're kind of tied. My <laughs> my two favorite kids' adventure movies of the '80s are Stand by Me and Red Dawn. Oh, Red Dawn. That was a, that. All right, I didn't expect that one. That's a good one. That's right. So most people don't think that's right. a kids' adventure movie. No, and, it definitely is. Oh, on the contrary, <laughs> it is the ultimate kids' adventure movie. Yeah. Um, but they're but but they're different. Um, but they both have, you know, d- d- different different themes, obviously. Right. In them. But um, I don't know what it, I think it was. Just the, I think we were the right age. It was the right thing. Um, the romanticism of that era, you know, the right. T-shirt and the jeans and the Chuck Taylors and the switchblade right. and, you know, convertible, you know, 55 DeSotos and, you know, things like that, you know, is, uh, uh, or 40, 45 DeSotos. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think the older, I think uh, Ace's car was older. Than yeah, that. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, I think it was just, I think it was just romantic and coming of age and, uh you were one of those boys. You wanted to be on that adventure. You wanted to be walking down those railroad tracks. And, right. You know, you wanted to, you know, get chased by Chopper and um, not so much the and leeches. find the body. Yeah. You know, find, not so much. <laughs> but you know what? We you know we've all had those stories I, where I've, you get cut up, cut yeah. up by the you know the briars, yes. or you know you you cut your hand on a chain link fence, or yep. the, or the dog does chase you. Right. And, uh, I don't think a lot of kids sick have balls. stuff like that now. No. So it's sick balls. That's right. <laughs> and um, but you know that's an adventure where kids. I don't think we go on a lot of adventures anymore. I didn't. I didn't go on adventures like that. I went right. on some. Mine were different. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we were allowed to back then a little bit more. Yeah, that's like, right. You that's, know, that's it's right. A... that's right. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And they definitely did it back in back in that day. Right. So I think that's you know reflects on Stephen King's childhood. So yeah, it you know the way it wraps up, I just don't know that how you you know what you change about that story. I mean, you you hate the bad guys. You right. love the heroes. Uh, different heroes emerge at different times, um, and you want them to be your friends. Right. And what you hope for uh, when you see that movie um, when you're a kid is, boy, when I'm 40, I hope that I have had a cool story like that or I have friends like that. Right. Uh, when you are 40, you look back and go, I had friends like that. These are these were my friends. This was my summer. I didn't find a dead body off the railroad track, you know, off the old hollow road. Right. 
um, or you know whatever it is. But uh, it, uh, I, you know, I can relate, and I did have that, and right. this is how I, this is how I, I, I weave myself into that kind of uh, fabric. You know, and and on that note, um, I think we're gonna uh, call it because he summed it up like perfect. And you said you have a heart out here soon, so uh, I, you know, this was a, a good time, man. Um, you know, I, I I like talking about movies, and I'm glad we can do this together because uh, you are, yeah. like I said, man, like you're we're roughly the same age here, you know, same age bracket. Um, and I, you know, I don't know anybody else more qualified to talk about this stuff than you so uh i think um i think we made a good decision here and uh you know uh the title of the show uh those old movie guys is 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 a great title and i'm glad we're using it um now i have one question for you my friend before you take off um yeah. i'm gonna let you choose the movie that we talk about next okay. time oh i'm putting it on you you could either you could either answer me now or you could send me an email later your choice but i'm, I'm well i i i Okay. Do we have a? Is it is it wide open? Is it there is a theme? Anything. Do we have a you, channel? You, anything? you can have anything we talk about. There is no restrictions. It could be the cheesiest oh, no. of cheese. It could be the 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 you know the the biggest you know box office you know hit ever. It could be the 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 <laughs> you know the the. I don't care if it's a romance flick. Anything you want to talk about. Okay. Well, maybe I'll come up with something obscure. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking about movies that we like and that we that, that we can talk about yeah. at length, and, and I will watch any um, movie I haven't seen. Yeah. So you you, yeah. you tell me what okay. it is. Um, I'll think it's two more. I think we mentioned maybe have mentioned one. Like you know, Red Red Dawn is a mm. big conversation piece. Okay. Um. Um. Uh, you know, especially if you grew up in the Cold War. Yes, era. I, I could talk um, at length about that movie. So you that's know, which a good is one. which is which is very <laughs> funny because I thought the Cold War was over and um, we're. Still at odds with the Russians. <laughs> it's so right. it's, uh, uh, is that ever going to change? Um, not. You know, who knows? That's the only thing. I think I think I think Patton was right. I think we should have stayed and take care of the the Russians when we were in Germany. Anyway, it would have been think over with. I think you're right. Imagine that's imagine that seventy five years with no Soviet Union ever. Um, that would have been very interesting. Very I mean, Gene Hackman never would have done any movies. There'd been no Gene Hackman. Movies. Oh, see, no, we couldn't um, have that. You so. know, no Bond movies, no nothing with you know with bad guys, but. Or actually, I mean, there was a little Cold War yeah, Bond, but uh, you know, look, God, there's some Bond movies in right? there too. I mean, because I'm trying to keep it sort of in that cool yeah. era. I mean, there's Octopussy, there's Red Dawn, there's uh, you if know, you there's want, a lot of stuff there. If you want but to talk we'll, Red, if you want to talk Red Dawn, we can talk Red Dawn. I will, I will. Let's gladly. put, a, let's put, a, yeah, let's put a tail on the donkey tail and Red on Dawn the right okay. now. Then if we come up with something different uh, that's even better, then uh, we'll do that. That sounds good to me. All right, Andre, thank you again, man, so much, uh, everybody. We will see you next time. We are those old movie guys. I'm like saying that. I really do. I'm liking it. So, <laughs> Andre, thank you again, brother. Thank you so uh, much. I, Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the next time. Yes, sir, man. All right. Uh, have a good